classic. It is classic. We're back, baby. We're at full strength. You had a good little vacation time to recharge the batteries. You'd be so proud of me of how I acted over vacation. Really? Yeah, um, in more ways than one, actually. Uh, mostly of how cheap I was uh, at okay. times during the trip, which we'll get. Smart. Dude, I like I, I glanced at Twitter just to kind of like keep up a little bit. I didn't want to come back Monday and be like, oh, God, what happened the four days? I got to cram to see what happened. But I like stayed off social media really for the most part. Look and at you and didn't even subject yourself to the Cowboys game. <laughs> oh, I did do that. Oh, but man. like hung around the fire and stared at the mountains in the Rockies, dude. Wow. I, yeah, was, yeah, I know, man. Uh, you are you're transitioning, Tyler. You're starting man, to was, slow really down nice. a little bit and to, take the world in. I we went to bed at like. Eight o'clock a couple nights. Mountain huh? time, mind you. Nine o'clock yeah. central time. Felt good, didn't it? It didn't it didn't feel bad. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? And what has he done with the twenty three year old version of himself? Oh I don't that's know. Amazing. No, I um I thought about you a couple times. Um <laughs> so maybe maybe I'm just cheap, okay? <laughs> maybe I'm just cheap. But it annoyed me. It, like, if anyone's ever been to the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs is where mm-hmm. we were at. And it's, it's definitely a nice place for sure. But it's one of those places that every meal you get is way overpriced. Yeah. And that puts me in a bad mood in itself. You know? You're talking like 25 bucks to go have a burger and fries Dude, or something. Like, 40, like if me and my wife got a drink, $40. Yeah. And a reason why it was $40 is they add on a 20% service charge, standard service charge on top of that. Is that complete crap, or am I just total cheap? And not that I wouldn't tip like 20% if it was warranted, mm-hmm. but it's just like, here's the expectation, bam, 20%, plus if you want to add on something else, that's fine too. Yeah, that is, that's tough. Now, I get it on a big party. You've got 10 or 12 people there. You want to charge a service charge that way. There's not a massive... uh a massive bill and someone gets out of there without really taking care of the 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 staff properly. I understand that, but across the board on everything the service and I don't know how it was there, but when you get a guarantee 18 or 20% tip on everything you don't really tend to <laughs> yeah, treat can, it the same you now, can do you? Mail it in quite a bit. It's like a, you know, it's 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 like Mike Gundy winning the 2011 Big 12 Championship <laughs> and just kind of coasting for the next five to six years. Is basically what it is. No, the uh, the cheapest thing though that I did the entire trip, and it's one of those places where you have to valet. Which uh, again, talk about things that annoy me. And it's like at least five dollars to tip every time they pull the car around. There were at least. Two to three. There were at least three times where the smallest bill that we had was a ten. So I went to like the gift shop, bought a pack of gum to break the ten. So I only had to give a five. Which, mind you, the pack of gum, which at the gas station would be about a dollar twenty, was like four dollars there. Oh, so man. what are you really gaining in the end? That's crazy. <sighs> Man. Well, next you time do? you know, uh, next year if you guys make the same trip to the Broadmoor. You're going to have to pull out the old handy sunscreen flask to take your own no, booze. By, by the end of it, I, I told my wife, I'm like, look, 
My, I, I learned a lot during my 20s. We're going to buy some liquor at the liquor store down the street That's right. and just drink it while we're there. So that, that saved us quite a bit. That's good. Well, honestly, you didn't – well, I, I don't guess feel you, like I missed anything. No, there's some transfer portal stuff that went down. I guess what, Mario Williams announced he was going to the University of Southern Cal over the weekend – we had some transfer portal commitments or signees or however you you phrase that. We're starting to stockpile pretty nicely. Um, I think the transfer portal has uh, has been really good so far to the University of Oklahoma. I think we are a massive net winner as of right now uh, with the transfer portal. And yes, I'm cooking in the fact that uh, last year's quarterback is not going to be here. So, um, yeah, I think we're in a good spot, which was interesting because whenever I saw 247 Sports, I think they just basically stole CBS Sports um, uh, way too early top 25. No, CBS put one out today. Right. So I was like, really? Yeah, CBS put it out today, and 247 Sports – like basically put it out there and then commented on it as they went through it. And I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So CBS Sports has Oklahoma number four, and we could talk about that later. But the 247 Sports Skinny, which is kind of their, their claim about it, is this. No program in college football has been ravaged by the transfer portal quite like the Sooners. Yeah, that's not true. There's not a preseason top 20 team in our eyes that will uh, look more different than Oklahoma roster-wise next season. That's why the Sooners ranked way outside the top 10 in our rankings. Where do they get that the Sooners have been ravaged by the transfer portal? Now, if you want to say that OU might look different than any other top twenty team next year, like okay, like yeah. that's a that's a lot warmer of a take than the than the previous one. But to say they've just been ravaged by the portal, well, how are you going to put them at number four if they've just been ravaged well, by the portal so much? I, that was CBS's ranking. Two four seven Sports had them outside the top ten in their rankings. They're basically just commenting on CBS yeah. Sports ranking, but am I missing something in the transfer portal? I we we've we've lost what Hazelwood, Mario Williams, Latrell McCutcheon, and I'm assuming Caleb Williams. What else am I missing? Uh, you you lost Stogner and Spencer Rattler, or Stogner and Rattler, South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, one of those guys didn't play. Uh, we could go look at the statistics right now. I don't even I, think that we need to do that. Like, who, it's, it's like, a who net are you? positive on on yeah. everywhere. Well, one, you you want to add guys that actually like want to be here and get ready for this new regime change. But no, I I see the point is how many guys that have left via the portal right now are OU fans really worried about losing? I think that that number is at zero. Would yeah. you have liked to have Mario Williams back? Sure. But you're going to be okay at wide receiver. That's You'll right. be all right. And even if he comes back, he was not going to project to be your number one receiver next year. Marvin Mims would be, right? right. Um, Rattler, I mean, the writing was on the wall there. Austin Stogner kind of, was he ever going to break through? I don't know. Well, that's but, the thing on Stogner. And, and I like Stogner. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I think that's documented. I like Stogner. Um, like him a lot. But 
He just he flat out did not. He had 14 catches, right? Hazelwood had he wasn't even he wasn't a 400 yard receiver. Okay, um, Mario Williams wasn't a he had 380 yards. So yeah, some of these guys are are pieces that you know you expected big things from, but we never got big things from those guys. Well, tell tell me if you can sum it up this way. How do you feel about this? OU's losing a lot of stars. They're not losing a whole lot of production. Or at least as much production as most people would tend to believe. Right. Well, I, I, yes. I mean, that's kind of the way to put it is we're losing some guys that we had big expectations on and that never really panned out. But, like, that's not a – I don't want to turn this into, like, hammering the players that are – transferring out that's that's fine go do your thing I just think it's funny that like the narrative nationally on OU right now is we're a lost puppy without Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley Dude, let it be man and let it be no I'm, I'm with you but it's not even close to the truth no. It's not even close. No, and, and we've like said before how much Brent Venables probably loves this right now. Um and, and all like because of motivational reasons. Right. But man, if I'm an assistant on this staff too, just for like my notoriety as a as a coach, I'd love to be in the situation that Jeff Levy is in right now. Because everyone thinks that OU's offense is just gonna suck next year. And right. God, if they don't if they end up being the number one offense in the Big 12, if they end up being a top 10 offense in college football next year, then the narrative is really going to switch. Like, the narrative's pretty high on him, but it's going to be like, dang, look what he did at UCF. Look what he did at Ole Miss. Look what he did with a ravaged offense in year one at OU. He must be one of the best OCs at, at Oklahoma. So, like, for multiple reasons, I think the staff likes that being in this situation. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um I think the the transfer portal continues to be very very kind to the Sooners, and I, I still I don't think they're done. Uh, there's there's still some some good possibilities out there, and you know just and I know they've made this known publicly, but also privately. Whenever I've talked to the staff specifically defensively, it is. Forget the stars. I mean, that's always a factor. Ability is a factor, but they are trying to get the right group in here mentally, like off the field, like set the real standard, set the culture in here. They want the right group to start the foundation with. Yeah. That's it. They want the right group. And they want guys with the right mindset and you know the ability obviously has to be there but they are they are without a doubt prioritizing having the right guys mentally uh that come in here and want to work want to do the work and want to set the culture and and do things the right way that is what is first and foremost right now this may not be there may not be a direct comparison between these other two years, but you know the the past two times that OU's had a first year head coach, um, 2017, that was kind of the best team that they've had in a while. 
right? Um, First-year head coach. Now, of course, Muleshoe was successful because of what Bob Stoops left behind, right? But Mm -hmm. first year, um, we'll we'll still say that OU probably should have won the national championship that year. There were expectations for OU going into 2017, but it was like, wow, Oklahoma, I don't know, man, uncertainty. Bob Stoops is gone. Samaj P. Ryan's gone. Uh, Joe Mixon is gone. Like, you were kind of wondering, like, eh, what's OU going to do here? They end up being a pretty good football team. 1999, it was, I mean, there weren't really any expectations at all, and they turned in the best season that they've had in, in several years. So, again, that there may not be a direct correlation between that, but just because there's a new coach does not mean OU's all of a sudden going to sink in year one. And the past two head coaches, I, I guess, are in some ways proof of that. Well, I, I agree. Uh, I, I totally agree. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a good way to start off to where, you know, your players hit the, hit the offseason, the spring, the summer. I mean, you can, you can spin it however you want. And I know kids have way more access to information now than they have in the past, but, you know, it's easy to look at things and say everyone thinks that you guys can't accomplish anything without this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Um, you're going you're gonna to allow them to be correct or you're going to prove them wrong. So, yeah, I, I just I, – I think it's a good thing. I'm still just mystified by it, though. Yeah. It's still weird to me that – and these are people that cover the sport for a living. I, if my brother randomly said that, a guy that never watches TV or anything, okay, I just say, well, yeah, well, you wouldn't know. You don't. This isn't your thing. I get it. But people that are immersed in the sport and have seen what's gone on, like to say that Oklahoma's been ravaged. And they should be way outside the way too early top 25. I think that is just absolutely laughable. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk to our good friend Bob Stoops coming up. Uh, yeah. And now, now that is something you missed over the weekend. That's no, I, I didn't miss that <laughs> you one. You didn't miss that and one? And I'm trying to figure out, you got you got to ask him about that? About that emoji tweet or what? Sure. I okay. mean. I think we have to. No, we have point. to. I'm just figuring out which one of us is going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be the waiting game? We'll just yeah. wait and see who finally has to. Uh, By ask the, the question. way, Bob, before we get you out of here, real quick, uh, that emoji tweet over the weekend. What yeah. was that all about? That's it was, that was fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got Bob Stoops coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref right here on the home of Sooner fans. He's our favorite guest. He joins us every Tuesday at 320. He's also a program guy. He's Bob Stoops. Bob, uh, good to talk to you. I I wish you could be in studio with us right now because I'm looking right at Teddy. 
and I've known Teddy for a while, and he's got like this uh, facial hair stubble going on right now. It's almost like a goatee, like he's trying to grow a beard. Uh, what beard growing advice would you give uh, Teddy Lehman? Uh, I don't think Teddy has a chance. <laughs> nice. I'm just yeah, trying to follow you, Coach. Uh, he got that baby face, and you see what's on top of his head. So I don't think he got any prayer. Uh, I'm just—I'm growing this future transplant material right here. Is what I'm doing uh, on the. No, face. don't worry about it, Teddy. You're looking good, buddy. I don't think you need to worry about it. I appreciate and that. You got coach. a great wife, so so you're in good shape. Yeah, she's keeping me in line. Uh, hey, no doubt, Coach Schmidt starting up there uh, this week. I think today. Smitty. Got started with those guys. Now, there was, there's always been a lot made of whenever you guys first came in uh, in, in 99, that group, it was, it was kind of an assault up there. It uh, wasn't very impressive. What do you think it's looking like today? You think these guys are in a little better shape? Well, let me tell you, when Smitty walked in in 99, as well as the rest of my staff, I had to give my staff and Smitty a pep talk <laughs> after the first couple of workouts. I didn't want my staff running out on me. I said, now, listen, guys, we've only been here, you know, a few weeks, first couple workouts. These guys got no idea what it takes to win and and the level of work it takes and, uh, you know, and all of it. But that's not the case today. These guys have worked hard. And, uh, you know, we're 11 and 2 team, 10 in the country. These These guys know how to work. These guys will handle Smitty just fine. And, uh, and I get it. Everybody has their little niche and Smitty. I'm, I'm all for Smitty trained. You know that Oh yeah. I'm all on board with it and believe in it. And it worked incredibly well for us. And I think it will again. And, uh, and listen, the, the other regime, what they were doing, it worked well too. So it's not like act like all of a sudden, you know, no one knew what they were doing here. That's not the case. Uh, but there's a level of, you know, uh, intensity and toughness that Smitty demands. And and these players will embrace, as you did, Teddy, and all our guys embraced it. All these guys that – look at all the guys we've had in the NFL over the last 18, 20 years. All of those guys talk about loving Smitty. He got them there. He helped, he helped build them to that point to where they can – to maximize their talent. That's what that's what we're supposed to do as coaches, and Smitty will do it with these guys. The segment with Bob Stoops brought to you by Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Bob, the uh, defensive staff is kind of finalized. A lot of people are excited about that uh, that side of the football. Todd Bates coming over from Clemson, highly uh, heralded recruiter. W- what do you think about the defensive staff that BV's put together? I, I love it. You know, I, I don't know all these guys. Uh, of course, I'm uh, close with Brent and uh, love everything he's done and so respect what he's done at Clemson. And these guys have worked with them, so they, they have to be damn good. And, uh, and so I'm excited to watch them. Uh, uh, these guys personally, do I know them, been around them? No, so I can't really speak to that. But their, their track record, you, sh- you sure have to respect and, and uh, be anxious to watch how they work. You know, there's there's been a lot of moving parts. You got guys leaving in the transfer portal. We got guys coming in the transfer portal, uh, and you know, there's there's a big mix. There's a lot to keep up with, but it feels like you know because of some of the losses that you know, at least for this initial season, that Coach Venables and those guys are 
trying to make some big waves in the transfer portal, going out and getting some experience, uh, you know, specifically on the defensive side after losing a lot of guys. Is that something that's difficult, or is it actually is it easier in the portal to evaluate guys that you've got good film on as opposed to the high school kids? Oh, absolutely. Let's face it, Teddy, you know that. I mean, you're watching a guy play at Louisville for two, three years. You know what he can do Mm -hmm. as opposed to a high school guy. I mean, there's no comparison. So the one part for the fans to get their arms around is everyone thinks, oh, well, was me. People are moving out. Well, you know what? We can move a whole bunch in, too. And and OU's an attractive place. They've watched and studied film on all these guys. And and when you got, you know, two, three years of college tape, you got a lot of film to show. And people can you can tell by much differently than you can what a high school guy is gonna do. So uh I love it. And I'm sure most of these guys coming in are, are going to have a great opportunity to make a big impact right away. Uh, I don't see us doing any of this for depth. I see us doing uh, bringing all these guys in, the guys that could compete for starting jobs. That's, that's my opinion. Otherwise, I don't think they'd bring any guy in for, for a second or third team job. Now, it may end up that way, that they can't beat somebody out. But, but I promise you, all these guys they're bringing in, they're – they're hoping they can be full-time starters. Teddy, you know what goes best with cold weather? What's that? Rock and roll tequila. They are <laughs> Oklahoma-owned, featuring ultra-premium tequila in platinum, mango, and strawberry. It's going to get cold for the remainder of this week. And thinking about Bob, Bob likes to be out there on the golf course, so what do you do during wintertime when it's too cold to get out there on the links? Well, I'm out at Belmar right now, sitting in my car. You guys made me get out of my car <laughs> and uh, get into a quiet place. So we got one of those great days here in uh, in January that you can uh, golf a little bit. So I was doing a little practicing, and uh, it's the best. But uh, yeah, rock and roll uh, celebration bath isn't all bad. That was good to have. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Hey, um, I saw this and I thought it was great. Trent Williams. You know, he's been in the league for a, uh, a long time now and got Is his it 12 or 13 uh, years. I think he was in the 2010 yeah. draft. So right. this would be yeah. his his 11th year in. He's the best tackle in the NFL and, and it's not wow. even close. And he, he just got his first playoff win. I thought that was so cool. I was so happy for him. Uh, and then, of course, I'm very close with George Kittle and his family. You know, his dad and I played together at Iowa and we're in each other's weddings and George grew up here and in Norman. So, so happy for those guys. And yeah, Trent, my gosh, he, he is so good. He's getting better with age, man. I, you know, not unless you're a coach or a former player, you don't watch the line of scrimmage, but I watch Trent all the time. Uh, He and George, the way they block and the, way they communicate up there. I love it. And uh, you know what? I said this about uh, Trent and Teddy, and I said it a long time ago, and I keep saying it. He truly, for sure in college, and probably even in the NFL, could have played D-tackle. Yeah. That's how, that's how quick his feet are and how talented and strong and, and athletic well, he Well, he was a – wasn't he at a guard for a, a decent amount of time there, wasn't he, before maybe his last year? Or am I wrong um, on that? Maybe wrong I on that. I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, 
But the bottom line, you know, we'd run, you know, just like Lane Johnson. And the only one close to him is Lane Johnson, who's right on his his heels of being another great, you know, pro lineman. But those two guys, when we would run our cross fields back and forth, you know, for conditioning, they'd keep up and pass the DNs. Mm. They, they'd be ahead of the DNs. That's how fast and quick they were on their feet. Which is crazy. Uh, Lane Johnson was out there. It's got to be tough. You got playoffs going on, and I think I saw twenty oh. Sooners or so were in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. It's you got. It's got to yep. be tough for rooting interest because you got Trent Williams and those guys going on one side, but then you got Dallas on the yep. other. CD and Neville and Gallimore starting on the D line. Yeah, there's guys everywhere. You got Joe Mixon and Samaje spells them when he needs a break. Oh, they're fun down. to watch right now. Yeah. That that team is yeah. red hot. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, there's so many of our guys and guys that we've all been, you know, in team meetings with, locker room guys, just great guys. And I, I love it. I'm I'm uh, in heaven watching it. And, uh, you know, watching the Chiefs, they, they, they show Blake Bell's face, they show Orlando, <laughs> and then they show Creed Humphrey. I'm like, yeah. look at these guys. Anyway, it's been fun watching all of them have success. And, and we got a bunch of them out there, which is great. Last question. I think I, I saw where we were fourth in the country with number of uh, players in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I saw that somewhere the other day. Teddy and I have been laughing for about the past week because, you know, CBS or ESPN, whoever it is, day after the national championship, there's these way too early top 25 polls. And we've been laughing that, you know, OU's been at like 23 in some of these or, or 19 or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, there's just this, this thought nationally, I guess, that OU has been ravaged by the transfer portal and they're going to have a tough time next year in, in 2022 when in 10 games or something next year. And I, and I don't think that Brent Venables is paying attention to that, but this kind of national thought that they're just going to be eh, okay next year, is do you think that they're going to use that at all for motivation going into this offseason or, or, or no? Oh, sure they will. I mean, that that's not us. We know better than that. And, uh, you know, that, that won't be the case, I'll promise you. Now, the transfer portal isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell everybody that right now. What do we have, six guys in it, something like that or whatever? Now, here's the thing everyone wants to – we have a lot of guys that are going pro, I think nine, and we've got, I don't know, three, four, five others that are graduating or finished. We've got guys that are on their fifth year or more, fourth, fifth year, they're just finished playing. So we graduate and lose a lot of guys. I was, you know, talking to someone earlier today about that, which isn't anybody's fault. That's that's what happens when you have a good program. Guys that are in your program four and five years graduate and move on, and that's okay. Now, I think that with the transfer portal, there is quite a bit. But six guys in a transfer portal, that's about par for the course Every school that I've heard of all year, right? So I don't think that's a big deal. The bottom end, we've added, oh, we've we've added, I don't know how many guys, which, you know, are, are going to be great. So in the end, um, you know, uh, now the fact that we have graduated so many players, that may be a little more tough to overcome. But, you know, but I still don't, I mean, I still know we'll, we're, we're going to have a strong team. Um, and I know the level of coaching they'll get. 
Yeah. Well, I know there's a lot of good energy right now around the program. Um, boy, I'll tell you, you just watching the Twitter, some of the transfer portal stuff and how that's all gone down. There's a lot of current and even former players that are real protective of the brand with guys that are, are leaving and some of the narratives and stuff going on out there. It's actually good to see. Yeah, I, I, I can't keep up with all of it. Every now and then something will come across that I, you know, can't see or I'm surprised at, whatever, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, you, you players, you guys that, that have lived this program, you know, should defend it because you know what it's about. And, and it hadn't been about it just for a couple of years. We've been about it for, in my reign, since I got here in 99 for 20-some years. And we got decades ahead of that. And that doesn't disappear overnight with, with a few guys. That didn't happen. I'll promise you that. So we'll be, we'll be right back at it next year. You, can, you, you, you mark my words. Well, I agree 100%, Coach. We appreciate it. Get back out there on the course, no hit kidding. a couple of balls, get that golf that uh that putting stroke down, and uh, enjoy the spring, coach. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, buddy. Good to be with you. Uh, boomer sooner to everybody. All right, See, coach. You totally chickened out, man. What do you mean? I asked him about it. I mean, in a roundabout way. Yeah, it's a roundabout. We got people tweeting at us right now, like, "Oh, chicken out on the emoji question." I gave you fifteen minutes to uh, to ask. Oh, I him. made it clear. I was totally <laughs> deferring to you this segment on that one. There's no uh, doubt. Though great. I'll say this, Bob seemed like he was in the mood to answer a question like that today. Yeah, we could have we could have gotten away with it. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, that's that's probably right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. We're in studio today. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We are the home of Sooner fans. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman to the Air Comfort Solutions text line we go. Hit us up, 651-3439. Teddy pulled the old Fort Gibson two-step around asking the old ball coach the question for crying face emoji. That's not entirely true. Jeff sends Jeff also sends four crying face emojis and says, Teddy had the perfect segue going and didn't pull the trigger. I thought I did. I said there's a lot well everyone knows what I said I I left it open for coach Stoops I guess maybe I shouldn't have I don't know it's all I could think about during the break (laughs) (laughs) yeah Dumb and Dumber, if you don't know that reference. And if you don't know uh, a reference to Dumb and Dumber, this just might be the wrong radio show for yeah, you. Four Boilermakers, all right? <laughs> Jeez. Bob from Cement says, he's never coming on with you guys again if you don't lighten up with him. See if he'll take live calls. Mm-hmm. Maybe take I gave a, him a beard question. Come on. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I – um... I actually enjoyed it. That was a that was a good combo with Coach Stoops. Bold prediction: Oklahoma's defense will be statistically better than the three previous years under the Grinch. 
they were pretty good in 2020, I guess. Yeah. I I I think it's possible, but I'm I'm going to have to wait and see what the rest of the um what the rest of the the roster looks like. There's still a couple of possibilities out there, I think, of of maybe adding some guys. And here's the thing, it we're we're losing a lot of production. I don't think there's there's any way to dance around that on the defensive line. And we've we've made some decent additions there, some good additions. I, I shouldn't say decent, good additions. Is it enough to um to make up for for what we're losing? Yeah. Possibly. We'll just have to wait and see. 2022, shoot your shot, Teddy. Uh, this one says, full media Ted just got demoted to half media. <laughs> it's a tough day for you so far. Uh, uh, one more. Teddy, how has the recruiting process changed since you went to OU? Someone once told me you said you would have been you would have went to Baycone <laughs> instead of uh, OU if they hadn't come calling. I read that in a book as well one time. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it's changed, honestly. I wouldn't say that my recruitment was standard even for 20 years ago. I wasn't, I was from a small school, was off the radar, and the first opportunity I had from a, a, from a coach, an offer, I, I took it, and so really wasn't much recruitment yeah but nowadays even if you would have had to you know have gone that route right you would have Mm -hmm. went to what bacon was a juco back in the day is is that what they were bacon a juco or were they like a d3 or i think maybe like a d3 whatever they were they it would have literally i would have played for their very first okay they just started but like now if you would have went to a school like that you could have dominated and then been in the portal and ended up where you were kind of supposed to, right? Back in those days, like guys transferred, sure, but you never really it's like hard to. it was really hard to and find yourself out on the field after sitting out an entire year. You it had, was a totally different deal. It was almost entirely JUCO. It was almost entirely JUCO guys. Um, not a whole lot of transfers. There were transfers, but it wasn't very many. There were guys, most of the guys that came from smaller schools were, ended up being walk-ons. Yep. Like they, if they went and performed well somewhere, they would like get a preferred walk-on type of spot and come in and, and maybe fight for a position. If they got one, maybe then they'd be upgraded to a scholarship player. But it, it yeah, it was totally different. As far as the recruiting, I, it's hard to say, man. I I don't even really – I don't know. I think it was all about kind of like your official visits were maybe a little more important then than, than what you have now, but that's just kind of a, a little bit of a guess. I don't know. Um, it, it's just weird that like 20 – like what you're saying, 20 years ago if OU would have – you know, had a off-season transfer from Tulane, he would have been a PFO, no, no doubt about it, a preferred walk-on, yeah. and probably never would have played. But just a few days ago, OU gets a transfer from Tulane, and, and this kid might see some decent playing time right. next year. It's just a, it's a totally different world. And we, we talk about the good and the bad of the transfer portal. Well, at least OU can see the good of the transfer portal. They're, they're getting a nice player from Carolina, someone from Wyoming, someone from, from Tulane. But those schools like a Tulane, 
Like, who's to keep their best players from just transferring to bigger schools every single year? Like, right. it kind of it kind of stinks for them. I'll tell you what's funny. I remember. I remember, like maybe it was after my my junior year of high school. You know, they used to put out the the magazine. There wasn't like I'm sure maybe there was online recruiting sites, but they were in their. I mean. Early, early infancy. Like if, Max if they Prep were. back in the day, right. Super Prep, whatever it was. They had those. They were recruiting magazines. And I remember someone had one of those recruiting magazines, and I I was like the like the 250th linebacker in the state of Oklahoma or something. Jeez. I was so, I don't, Whoa, the disrespect. No, I don't know what the numbers were, but it was just like basically everyone in the entire state was listed on there. Banks had three kids ranked higher than you. I remember being so mad because they had me listed at like six foot, 190 pounds or something <laughs> like that. I was like, what? what is this? This is crap. Things garbage. I don't think I ever subscribed to one of those magazines. I just happened to get one at some point, and that's when I first heard about Terrell Pryor. Oh, yeah? I believe is who it was. Yeah. Well, all yeah. I know is uh, it cemented the fact that whoever was was you know in charge of the recruiting magazine or whatever the the region just totally made up a height and weight for me. I had no clue. Just it's totally well, fabricated. That is, um, hmm, how do I want to approach this here? It's not <laughs> that. It's not that surprising. Also, because like you. No one really called out anybody back in those days for well, wrong. Like no one, no one really knew. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 you know, they probably made the mistake of putting the height and weight in there to begin with. Because how do you find the height and weight on that many kids out there and and have it be anywhere close to being verified? I'm sure some fake reports were put out there, and like the description, if they even had those could have ranged for like 450 linebackers. Good size, good speed, uh, the, you know, the ceiling is high on this kit. Like there's just sort of those certain well, buzzwords that you can hit an entire paragraph to lightly oh, sure. sum up something. Well, the, the one that I saw, it didn't have any write-up. It was literally like 10 pages of just straight players' names with height and weight and what school they went to and like a ranking next to it. That's all it was. Boy, people paid eight ninety nine a month to get those too, huh? <laughs> Jeez. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next.
Tyler and Teddy, it is the rush on the home of Sooner fans. This hour of the rush brought to you by the Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local Buick GMC dealer for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. Whether it be 0% interest rates or $0 down leases, the Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers have the best savings of the year going on right now. Uh, let's go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I like this text from Paul. He said, what would the mood for OU fans be today if Riley was still here? I, I go back to a conversation that we had multiple times going into the season to where, you know, going into 2021, it was, all right, I think the mood of the fan base towards the head coach is, yeah, we feel pretty good about this guy. Will he win a national championship, though? I don't know. I always thought from the beginning of the season, what happened last year was going to really determine the mood of how the fan base felt about Muleshoe going forward, whether he could win a title or not. Right. And to answer Paul, answer Paul, I think that there would be, I don't think that there'd be a lot of hype right now. I don't think that there'd be a lot of excitement around the program if he was still the head coach. I agree. Um, it was about, not about, it was definitely the saltiest this fan base has been in a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't just after the Baylor game. It was, you know, we were 9-0, and and people were still They were 4-0, and they were upset. Yeah. I mean, 1-0. It, 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 it was, yeah, at, at every <laughs> point, since they kicked, since Rattler threw the interception on the, what, the opening drive of the season, right. people were salty, and it never stopped. Never stopped. Um, you know, it, it was, so I, I think if Lincoln Riley hadn't left, there would be major pushback on a lot of things going on. And he wouldn't have been able to get away with the we're not making changes, we're we're a lot closer than everyone yeah, that thinks. Was over. That, like, was over. that would not have been able to continue. So I don't think it would have been a I don't think it would have been a very good beginning to the offseason. It I don't know what changes he could have or would have made, but I I feel like it would have been ramped up to a strong enough point to where he would have had to have done something. He would have had to have been proactive in some way, shape, or form to change what they've been doing. Yeah, I still think they'd be working on the Bowflex this offseason with the offseason <laughs> conditioning. I, I don't think that he would have made that change, but really something that doesn't matter. I, I, what, I really, when you look at the home schedule for next year, it's not great. I wonder if season ticket sales would have really went down if you would have stayed, if he would have stayed here. Like, I think I think attendance is going to be really good next year. Just with the excitement that's around the program, everybody wants to see what the Brent Venables OU team is going to look like. I, I, think, I, I think ticket sales probably would have been down with that home schedule and everyone being so down about the program after the season. Yeah, you may be right. The fact is, they still would have had Caleb Williams, which the fans, for whatever you know reason, down the stretch, still had uh, you know a, a big draw towards. So, all right, hour number two of the rush coming up next. Stay with us.